Good morning, good afternoon, good evening from wherever you're listening to me from. This is my moment with God, with Aunt Joseph. I am so glad that you could join me today. Today our topic will be on forgiveness. Do you struggle to forgive someone? Are you struggling completely? In your heart you're saying, I just can't forgive this person. I am going to read a parable that Jesus was sharing. And the parable is about the prodigal son. It's in Luke 15. We find a son who told the father that I would like to have my inheritance. I am ready to go. You know, like in our African culture where sometimes you'll come and tell a parent, I've come of age and I would like to leave. But this prodigal son was not yet mature to handle his inheritance. But still the loving father gave him the inheritance and allowed the son to exit and go. But then as the son continued to make use of the inheritance, he didn't steward it well, so he wasted the inheritance. So at some point when he started struggling and he started even sleeping with the pigs, he discovered, oh my goodness, I have to go back home. In all the shame, in all the sorrow, he picked up himself and went home. What amazes me is how the father, in spite of what the son did, he picked him up again. I will read Luke 15 on how the father received back the son in verse 20. And he arose, the son arose from wherever he was, and came to his father. But when he was still a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. And the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in your sight, and I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, Bring out the best robe and put it on him and put a ring on his hand and sandals on his feet and bring the fattened calf here and kill it and let us eat and marry for this my son was dead and is alive again he was lost and is found and they began to marry i am amazed at how the father saw the son welcomed the son and did not even take a minute to think of what the son had done. He embraced his son. I will give you a little background on the Jewish culture. What the son had done in the Jewish culture of taking the inheritance and going away and wasting it was quite a very wrong thing in that society. It was a serious matter to go and waste an inheritance. So when the son came, usually what the villagers used to do, all the community, when they discover that you wasted the inheritance, they will run towards you, surround you, and then drop a pot at your feet to symbolize that you are cut off from the family, from the community, and they consider you as dead. 
And that is why the father ran so fast to cover the son from the shame and from being declared cut off. Have you ever asked yourself why the father ran so fast? What inspired the father to run towards his son even when he knew the son had wasted a whole family inheritance? It is what I call love. Love inspires you to forgive. Love inspires you to embrace back. In 1 Corinthians 13, when you read from verse 4 to 5, you will find a segment that says that love does not keep a record of wrong. The father would have seen the son and then remembered. He wished the inheritance. Why do I have to embrace him back? But he didn't do that because he had love for his son. So it's love that inspired the father to forgive the son, to embrace the son back. And love does not keep a record of wrongs. And sometimes we struggle to forgive because we keep a record of wrongs. What people do to us, we replay it, replay it over and over again until we are not able to forgive. We need to learn how not to keep a record of wrong to be able to forgive. That's the first thing. The second thing you need to love, to know, is that you can never be able to forgive if you don't have love in your heart. Love is what inspires you, empowers you to forgive people. The son came, he was messed up, he had made mistakes, but the father saw his son through the eyes of God. And when you begin to see people through the eyes of Christ, the eyes of God, you are able to forgive them. You are able to refuse to keep a record of wrongs. Ephesians 4.32, which I'm going to read for you right now, says, from verse 31, Ephesians 4, 31 to 32 says, Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice, and be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. The other part I'll tell you, Every time you meditate how Christ forgave you, it will be easier for you to forgive others. You have to forgive others as Christ forgave you. There's a scripture in the Bible that sometimes makes me so scared that if you don't forgive others, you will not be forgiven. You have to learn how to forgive others. Forgive so that your heart also can be free. In Matthew 7, 12, it says, Do to others what you want them to do to you. We are going to flip the coin. Suppose you are the one who was on the other side of the coin and you need someone to forgive you and to embrace you back. How would you want to be treated? You would love the person to be understanding, to be considerate, 
to listen to you, right? That's the same thing you need to do to others. Do to others what you want them to do to you. Forgive others if you want to be forgiven. Accommodate others if you want to be accommodated. Be merciful to others if you want others to be merciful to you. I'm going to share a personal story. And I hope it's going to help you understand the power of forgiveness. Some few years back, I have this girlfriend of mine that we've been friends for quite a while. But she had hurt me twice. And so I thought, twice? Okay, this is a repeat, repetitive behavior. So I said in my heart, oh, this one we can, I mean, just do away with it. Just forget about it and move on. And I actually shut it down and moved on. So one day I'm having my devotion and God pops her name. And I'm like, okay. And God puts it in my heart that you have to forgive her. And I said, Lord, we have to walk down that road again. And I remember that scripture that says, obedience is better than sacrifice. So I decided, okay, Lord, I'll forgive her. But then what if I call her and she doesn't pick up? What if I text her and she doesn't text back? And those are the reasons sometimes we feel we want to give when we don't feel like we really, really want to forgive someone. So I texted her. She responded. So I told her, um, would you mind if we talk? Um, I really think there is a discussion we need to have. So she said, okay, I'm available. Let's do it. So when I went to meet her, you know, when somebody has hurt you and you're thinking in your heart how you need to square this out from a certain direction and the environment seems uncomfortable. You keep wondering, how do I start this? But I said in my heart, I'm just going to create a comfortable environment. So we just began to talk about it. And I forgave her, she forgave me. And at the conclusion of the conversation, she said, you know, and at the highlight of this whole conversation, my highlight is that you are able to be the bigger person and you are able to humble yourself to come and say you're sorry. I hope I can also go to that level that I can learn how to forgive and I can learn how to be humble. I can learn how to initiate conversations because it's important to forgive. While I was talking to her and apologizing to her, while we are resolving that issue, God was healing my heart and healing hers. In James 5.16 it says, confess your sins to one another that you may be healed. When you're confessing, when you're talking about it, you get healed. You free your heart from bitterness. You free your heart from anger. But the reason why most of us don't even come out from unforgiveness, we don't even want to have the conversation. We don't even want to meet that person. We would rather just keep shelving the situation. But the beginning of your healing, it starts with confession. It starts with conversation. It's important for you to do that so that you can be healed and you can be restored. You have to learn how to see people through the eyes of Christ. I always say, 
And I always think, and this is a thought, sometimes people don't hurt you intentionally. They may have been processing a trauma, a childhood trauma, fear. They may have been facing a discouragement. They may have been handling a difficult situation in their family, in their personal lives, or they may have been hurt before. So when they were hurting you, it was probably not an intention. It was not intentional at all. So when you have these conversations with people, you are able to get clarification. You are able to have, you are able to enlighten each other what really happened here. And you are able to restore a relationship. You are able to have a whole relationship. I always say, sometimes we lose good opportunities, we lose good relationships just because we refused to forgive. Learn how to forgive. Learn how to have conversations with people. Learn how to forgive. It's very, very important. I always ask people whenever I'm resolving conflict with people, which one is easier for you? To have ulcers? To be in a hospital bed? To have discouragement? Or to forgive? Which one is better for you? Which one would you choose? I know most of us would say, I choose forgiveness. I don't want to have ulcers. But again, when you have to forgive, you know, it's a process. It's a process. So you have to take that personal responsibility. In Colossians 3.13, it says, We bear each other and we forgive each other in Christ. It's important to bear. It's important to give allowance, like I have said. I want to read that scripture. It's usually in Colossians 3.13. It's usually a very interesting scripture, which I love. Surely say, I will start from verse 12. Therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering, bearing with one another and forgiving one another. If anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so you also must do. Let's learn how to forgive each other. No one is perfect. No one is perfect. We have to learn how to give allowance so that because we are all work in progress, we are all growing. One is growing in kindness, another one is growing in the area of anger, another one is growing in the area of integrity. We are all work in progress. We have to learn how to give allowance and to forgive and to accommodate each other. The other part I want us to learn is pray for people that have hurt you. It's very important. I know the question maybe some of you will throw back at me. It's, and what about if I call someone, I text someone, they don't speak, they don't answer. The most important thing is that you played your part. I love a scripture in Proverbs 21, one that says that a king's heart is in the hand of the Lord and like a river, he turns it towards the direction it's supposed to go. It's a very interesting scripture. And for me, if we apply 
it into this context, it means that God is able to soften people's hearts and change people's hearts. When you've done your part, place it into God's hand. He will do the rest. The other part that is very, very important in the area of forgiveness, do not criticize, do not judge harshly, give time and give room for the forgiveness and for the healing to take place. Depending with the magnitude of the heart, it might take longer for them to respond to the forgiveness, for them to respond to the apology. Give it time. And while you're giving it time, trust God that he will do what needs to be done. Today, I want to leave you with a little practical step I want you to do. I want you to take a notebook or take your phone because these days our phone have notepads. Write the, down the people that have hurt you, the people you have hurt, and the steps you need to take. I'm going to repeat to you the steps which have helped me in my journey with God. Number one, pray for them. Number two, take the initiative, call, text, try to have a conversation with them. Number three, which is the most, most important, forgive. Number four, do unto others what you want them to do unto you. Always see people through the eyes of Christ, no matter what they have done to you. I have this confidence and this faith that sometimes how you're seeing a person right now, they may not be that way in the future. God has the power, the sovereignty to change people and to transform them. God has the power to restore relationships. God has the power to restore every angle of your life if you allow him so i will leave you with that practical step but before i conclude i would love to make a prayer and we are going to trust god to help us to forgive those people we need to forgive to love those people we need to love and for god to restore those relationships that need to be restored in our lives i want you to remember what i've said you take your notepad and write the people that have hurt the people that have hurt me and the steps that you need to take to arrive to forgiveness remember god's will for us is to walk in consistent forgiveness and to have healthy and whole relationships let's pray lord you are amazing and we continue to trust you and to put our hope in you and today I come before you. I first start by praying for those people who have been hurt and are finding it difficult to forgive. Lord, your word says that we can do all things through you, Christ, who strengthens us. So I'm asking you to empower our hearts to forgive. I'm asking that your spirit will pour out fresh love in our hearts to be able to forgive those who have hurt us, Lord. I'm praying for those who have been hurt, Lord. May you heal their hearts. May you restore their hearts. Lord, may you help them to be able also to let go and to forgive. To find it in their hearts to allow you into those hearts to mold them and to shape them, Lord. 
I pray those who have relationships that are ailing, it may be marriages, it may be colleague relationships, it may be friendship relationships, whichever relationships they are, your word promises that you restore us to health and heal our wounds. So Lord, I ask that you may heal every wound and you may make every heart whole. Your word says in Isaiah that by your stripes we are healed. So Lord, would you heal? Would you restore? Would you touch the hearts of people, Lord? And would you mend them, Lord? Lord, your will, like we have read in your word, is that we may forgive as you, Christ. You forgive us. So help us to forgive and help us to love, Lord. Would you have your way, O oh God? It is for freedom that you set us free, set our hearts free from unforgiveness, from anger, from bitterness. Set our hearts free and may we walk in the freedom of love, in the freedom of joy, in the freedom of peaceful relationships. We thank you, Lord, and we glorify your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So thank you. You have a wonderful day and we will catch up again next Monday. God bless you. Bye-bye.